guys, welcome back to the Femcast Podcast. My name is Kia. And I'm Janaea. And we've got a new episode for you. So, Janaea, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. It's been a super long day. Um, I've had the week off from work, uh-huh. and so that's been not perfect, but still very refreshing. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm all right. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable working from home now. In fact, I crave working from home. So I Mm. go in like two days a week and then the other three days I stay home. And at first I used to like hate working from home. But now I'm like, you know what? Let me just work from home real quick. Yeah. So like I'm super into it. So I've been really, I've been good. Mm. I've been getting into this quarantine and you know, the numbers are up. So (sighs) make sure y'all marry wearing y'all masks and social distancing and stuff i know the holiday season is coming up so just get the test they be free yeah get the test i mean do your part do your part you guys keep our numbers down also do your part and leave us a review (laughs) (laughs) yes plug i did not see that coming We love it when you guys leave reviews. We love reading them. We love hearing your comments and your responses to our episodes. So, one, thank you for being so great. And two, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Um, So, today's episode is all about about, um, queer party culture. So, the shit we love to do. Yeah, y'all shouldn't be partying, you know? <laughs> y'all should be social distancing, but right. back in the old days. Right, right. And speaking of social distancing, let's talk about this um, administration. Oh, yeah. Before we get into the episode, girl, I don't forgot. It's all good. Okay, let's- okay. Definitely, let's talk about... You know what? That's crazy, because I was trying to like not even think about it. That's why I just jumped right into it. It I'm becomes like, a habit. think about it. We don't want to think about it. I'm oh, not mad God. at you. Like, so, let's start here, Kia. I mean, where have you, I know you said we've been good. I feel like this podcast has been like a release yeah. to not necessarily talk about COVID all the time. Yeah. To not talk about the fucked up shit that is like going on in this world. Definitely. That's, yeah. But we cannot ignore this election. Oh, I'm <laughs> and so how have you been as far as the election specifically? Like, what did you do election night? Um, like mentally, like how have you been regarding the election? Physically? Girl, on election night, I minded my business. The TV mm-hmm. was off. I was self caring. Mm-hmm. I literally made it a point to not watch the news. You know, I did my part. I voted. Right. I hope y'all voted. Okay. I voted. Um, and I knew that because I did my part, I was able to take this space. And on election night, I did not make a big deal of it. I did not stay up all night watching the news. I maybe turned the news on maybe like once or twice throughout the day. But for the most part, like I really tried not to let that, you know, invade my space. Because I just... I just have so much election anxiety. And I would rather do self-care than worry about it. Like I'm... I'm trying to be informed, but also, you know, self-care is better than anything right now. Really. Yeah, it's a balance. What does your self-care look like? Oh, girl, doing my nails, right. face masks. I did some reading, you know, just like some stuff that was just me, me time. I had yeah. the whole day to myself to just really, you know, decompress and center. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. What'd you do? I feel it. 
Same. I put these cute ass press ons on in on my fingers. I thought those were gel. They're getting so good. Ooh, the press ons so are getting like we are in the future, y'all. Because yeah. I really don't see myself going to the salon no more, even after COVID. Yeah. It's too easy. The glue, yeah. like yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> basically that. I watched a lot of TV. Like I've been watching fluff TV, and mm. what I mean by fluff TV is like the TV that is unrealistic. Not always bad. Some of it is bad. So one is like Emily in Paris. Everybody's like, I hate watching the show because it's like interesting, but it's like not good. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch that. Like, I'm not watching anything related to my real life connected to me. Let me watch this white girl up in Paris live this unrealistic ass <laughs> life that we could tell is fake even for her. Let me yes. watch her do that. Yes. And then I watched the show Julie and the Phantoms, which I'm going to talk about later, which is very fucking cute. I am always reading, but I, I read, listened to music. Um, I also did not, I in no way kept up with the news. I may yeah. have checked on See, my phone. Nobody. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I checked on my phone now and again, and then I like went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. That was it. Um, yeah, and we're gonna do a little bit of queer news about the election. We at the time of this recording, we still don't know who is officially our president. <sighs> Jesus, take the wheel. Look, and I've seen so many memes, so many funny memes. Um, just basically bringing up the fact that like people who are like acting surprised that we are still very split between Biden and Trump. Like it's very yeah. split. And I'm not going to act like I'm not surprised at all. Cause I thought COVID would be like, mm-hmm. how many people have died? Look at how we are living. Like I thought that that would be some type of no, people shift. Don't care. Do not. Care. I mean, the numbers are still so close. The fact that people had to argue about wearing a mask about scientific data people still don't believe that this virus is real even shoot even my own daddy think it's a conspiracy theory yeah so i am not surprised that people are not shook by the pandemic a lot of people are not taking it seriously they don't believe it Mm. but it just it has infected too many people for it to not be real and also like when did we stop believing scientists like y'all go to the doctor when you get sick when you know major things happen not everybody though but i'm saying like when things happen you go to the doctor and Mm -hmm. you believe the doctor so Mm -hmm. why are we not believing major doctors in our country you know like why i just can't believe people are arguing medicine like arguing like yeah science it's just crazy to me yeah you know yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's just draining. It's draining. But you know, we voted. We did our part. Yeah, like we said. did our part. Shoot. Um, it, voting is not gonna fix everything, but you know, it does a little something because we see how having the wrong folks in office. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no candidate is perfect, but just having the like completely wrong person in office is really affecting all of our lives right now. I mean, yeah. Um, so on the brighter side, we're gonna do some queer news on queer elected officials. Mm-hmm. So a little bright spot in the shit pool first is sarah mcbride is the first out trans state senator that's really cool claps richie torres is the first gay lgbtq plus afro latinx congressman oh wow that's nice Mondaire jones is the first out gay black man elected to congress Ooh. maury turner is the first non-binary state legislator Ooh. That's so awesome. And lastly, Michelle Rayner is Florida's first out queer black woman to be a state 
legislator. That is too cool. Yes. Look at all my people. Y'all are so amazing. I could never do politics, but I applaud people who do. Yeah. Yeah. And I lied. I have one more. Um, Palm Springs City Council member and civil rights attorney Christy Holstage will be the first openly bisexual mayor in America in California. That's surprising. I don't know why that that she's the first openly bi mayor. I feel like I don't know why that's so surprising to me. I just think there's so many bi people star on openly. Yeah. <laughs> she probably is like out here claiming it versus yeah. like we know it had been done, but they weren't saying that. And then you also I feel like a, maybe a lot of these politicians they feel like because they're they're part of the LGBTQ community, a lot of people don't really understand, you know, the term bisexual. So they probably just got lumped in like with all the yeah, other like, like you know yeah, so it wasn't really like something or. that was specific yeah. but they probably were by but they never really you know that word was never used in that specific case because it, they people just love to generalize you know our community so. absolutely yeah now we're gonna shift to partying, which can definitely yeah. be very fucking political. Now that I think about it, really, um, and how and how you experience it. Yeah. Yes, um, <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna talk about something that's completely unrelated, but I'm like I'm starting to kind of think a lot of shit is political in its own way. Everything is political. Yeah. So what was partying like for you, Kia, before you were kind of out with your queerness? Oh, partying was like the typical because I didn't really come out until college. House parties, you know, um, going to the Sigma house or going to, you know, like whatever, like typical like college partying. I was I wasn't a big partier, but like I would say I went I went out and I went party like maybe twice or three times a month. So it was mm. like like a weekend thing, like, you know, everybody else is going out. So you go too. but I, I mean, I enjoyed myself like I wasn't I feel like. I have never been the type of person to really like being around like a lot of people. Um, but I went because it was a social thing to do. And, you know, I had fun, but it wasn't really like something that like I went and I like went to meet people and to like mingle. It right. was more so just like meet like, you know, romantic partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that was what it was for me. How about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I started partying pretty early, to be honest. Like, I think that's one of the parks living in Chicago. Just... To be honest, like, I know they don't encourage you to party, Uh like, when you're in high school and shit, but I feel like when you get it out the way early, maybe if you're responsible, but if you get it out the way early, when you go to college, you're not going to overdo it. It's going to be, like, already done. And so, it kind of started in high school, (laughs) going to parties. It was not super frequent, though, but, like, we definitely was, like, on some college stuff um, in high school. I was such a lame in high school. I mean, I feel like I was low-key lame, too, but, like, I wasn't... Oh, well, I don't know. I was invited to the party. Like, uh-huh. I was invited to stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was on the social pool. But I definitely wasn't, like, super popular. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's our high school. Everybody from the high school yeah. can just kind of come. Um, It wasn't parties all the time, but, like, yeah. yeah, I definitely was going to parties and doing party stuff in high school. And oh then <laughs> when I got to college, literally the fur, I mean, I went to Ohio State. I think I talked about that. Whatever. Now y'all know. I went to Ohio State, and it was fucking huge. Uh-huh. And so it was all, I mean so many parties all the time but obviously it's majority white and yeah. i just that's what i mean when i say like partying can kind of be political because i don't want to hear that like certain music i was not into yeah and i need a balance and a mix yeah. i need to be able to want to dance i was not into like the the black frats parties were fun 
But they um, always got shut down. Always got shut down. They always called the police and shut it down. Um, so, I mean, it was cool. And, like, even in college, you know, that's when I came out. And so uh-huh. I was in this, like, group for, like, queer of color people. Yeah. And, like, they invited, you know, us to go to this lesbian bar. And it was just so white. I mean, it was nice to be in well, be around queer people. Yeah. But didn't necessarily feel like it was, like, my party. And I'm not saying, like, I need to walk in and see all black people. Sometimes I do feel that way. But just, like, the vibe, the music was not for me. I would go to parties. I think I enjoy mostly, like, the parties that were specifically around the black community. But they usually were super straight. Oh, my God. And then yeah. the queer ones were super white. And then, like, once I had a partner, we would go to things together. And that made it, like, more fun. Like, yeah, because I can dance with this person, be with this person, whatever. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, it was like it was like it was I it was I. I like. Yeah, I feel like there's like definitely like a type of party. Like parties are super different in the fact that like like white parties. I don't know. I don't know. I want to get into it though. But like white parties, like you go and there's like different. There's a different vibe. People talk more. There's like Mm -hmm. more free liquor, so there are a lot Mm -hmm. more drunk Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, People are super friendly, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, the microaggressions be there. Right. Um, So like when I I had a friend in college, and he was a part of this a very white frat, Mm -hmm. and um, he was so nice, super great, and his parties were fun. But like, there's a difference between like. I don't know. Parties just have different energy. Like black parties, you go. Yeah. There's so much more dancing, right? For the most part, right? There's more dancing, but there also be more drama. There's like, it's more like it's less people don't talk as much. I think it's more dancing. I don't know. There's so many different vibes. So I definitely understand what you're talking on about how like you don't you don't necessarily want to see like a like you know people who look like you for the most part. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like the vibes are definitely different. With, yeah. Depending on what type of party you go to. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you feel like once you were out and you went to parties, it was the same? Or do you feel like it was a kind of a difference in how you experienced? Uh, no. I feel like for me, like, like, I definitely noticed that there was not a whole lot of queer people at the mm-hmm. parties that I went to. But I think because I was bi, like, it didn't really bother me too much because, you know, for the most part, the goal was to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was into men, too. So, like, you know, I men when they were available and it was cool so mm. i wasn't really super worried about it but mm. i did wish that i had you know like experiences um like with queer parties in college because i feel like i would have enjoyed that so much more mm. than what i actually did yeah and i didn't my very first time going to a gay bar i was in college and it was so much fun it mm-hmm. was so much fun and you know it wasn't like it was like some typical like <laughs> gay bar with like a little rodeo thing it was just really cute mm-hmm. but um it was just so much fun and i wish i could have experienced that earlier in life than later. yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah yeah it was quite different for me um because i had a partner at the time and Uh. so it's like when you go to the black parties i want to dance with my boo like Mm -hmm. but then the homophobia is just there like i cannot just like dance with my partner and not be looked at or not be um just left to have a good time right like i we are absolutely going to be stared at Uh um and because this person is masculine and was not, you know, whatever people feel how they feel, like 
yeah it just was like weird because you have more fun there and it's more dancing there but then it's uh-huh. like how comfortable do i feel you know having fun and then with there's my looks and comments and especially when the person you dated probably they presented more masks Masking right right yeah, so it looked yeah, yeah it's just like sometimes shit be feeling like okay safety because like sometimes people just want to bug up for no reason especially when they drunk right and so it felt kind of like annoying i think yeah annoying like i say i went to but then I found in college this party called Black Ice. And th- mm-hmm. that was my first, like, queer party. Uh-huh. And it was very a very mixed crowd ran by black queer people. Oh, my God. I, that was, like, literally the most fun that I would ever have in that small Ohio town. <laughs> yeah. Or mid-sized Ohio town. Like, yeah. that was the most fun I would have because it was just, like, you could be free. Yeah, it was in like this dive bar scene or whatever. But like, I could just be with my per. Well, I met them after I learned about Black Ice. But yeah. like, it was just normal. You know what I'm saying? People just, you know, queer, being themselves and stuff. Exactly. And like, I remember they one time they had like uh, this I part this party in honor of Ayanla of uh, Zan because you know the gays love Ayanla. Uh-huh. And like, it was just so much fun. And like, yeah, so I I would love these parties, Black Ice. Um, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, maybe you know about it, maybe you don't. I don't know if they're still having parties. Yeah. And then over break, I would come to Chicago. And I, I don't know how I found out about a collective fear called Party Noir, but mm-hmm. I would come here and go to Party Noir parties and I would have so much fun. And then it was like, I can't do none of yeah, the rest of this anymore. Definitely. <laughs> like, I didn't even want to waste my time going to a party that was not queer. Yeah. Where I just couldn't feel like I could just dance and be there yeah. and just, like, be my, you know, Hell like, be yeah. myself and be Definitely. safe. Definitely. So, a big, a big, huge difference for me. Yeah. I felt like because men were the ones making me feel unsafe. So, it was hard for me to feel like, mm-hmm. in, you know, like, I don't know. Definitely. I know I yeah. definitely hear that men definitely make me feel unsafe too and at this point in my life like me and my girlfriend we don't even want to go to go to straight functions no more like it's yeah. once you've had a taste of what like good queer party culture is like like you don't ever want to go back like don't invite me to no clubs don't invite me to no kickbacks if Yo. it's not queer like we literally talk about this all the time like before we like once we got into party neurai because um I uh, have been to Party Nora parties too. Mm. And once we were introduced to that, we were like, we don't want to go nowhere else. There's nowhere else that we feel welcome and just feeling like free to be who we are. And like people were friendly. Like you could like dance up next to people and you'd be like, oh, hey, sis, what's up? Like, you know, oh, y'all cute. Or just like so nice to be with your own people and you don't have to worry about people looking at you crazy or like men being like super like sexualizing you or it's just such a good feeling so definitely i don't think i really wish i could have experienced after i came out like queer party culture to its fullest while i was a young a young stallion That was a blossoming gay. A blossoming yes. gay. Yes. For the people who are not Chicago-based, we know not everybody who listens is from here. Party Noir is a, a party collective um, for black women and black femmes. Um, yeah, I mean, events, parties, obviously on hold because of COVID. Um, I'm the social media coordinator for Party Noir. Shameless plug. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like, I don't say this, though, because of that. Like, I yeah. thought about them before. That's why I, like, applied to do their social media. Yeah. Because I was like, this it was before I came back to Chicago from college. And 
I mean, when you have, like, so much fun like that, you don't yeah, forget you, it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and after I, like, came for the New Year's Eve party, yeah. that was, like, the one of the funnest nights of my entire life. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, yeah, for folks who don't know, um, when COVID is over, slide through. Hell yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about introductions to queer party culture, because, like, Party Nirara was my introduction. Mm. Like, queer party culture. Not, like, gay clubs or stuff like that. But, right. like, straight up party culture. It was Party Nirara. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll tell you about the night that I found out about Party Nirara, too. Um, so, I was with... I don't know if I was with Hugh or if I was with one of my friends. But we were at Euporium. It's, like, this really cute, you know, game bar. There's, like, Emporium? little... Emporium, right? I think or it's Emporium. Em- I think it's Emporium. Emporium, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was. In, we were at Emporium. It's like this bar that has games and stuff like that. And Ray pops out of nowhere. Little Ray is one of the founders. Yes, she pops out of nowhere and she's like, "Hey, um, we're having this party next door. Uh, are you queer? Would you like to come?" I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, I'm queer. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Never did she. Uh, she I swear off. to fucking God. I mm-hmm. swear to fucking God. This might have been like, what, 2018? I don't know. It had to have been like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Was it 2019? It was 2018. And I was like, well, yeah, I want to go. And she, I don't know if she gave me a flyer or something, but I couldn't go that night because I was my friend and, you know, she wasn't queer. So she, she didn't want to go. But <laughs> I wanted to go. So I ended up looking them up and then I went to an event and I was like, oh, this is lit. And that's how I found out about Party Noir. And that was my real introduction to queer party culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't ever want to go back to regular partying. It's just so much different being with, you know, people that you can really relate to and kick it with and feel comfortable with, you know? Yeah. It just makes the whole, it makes every other experience more difficult to enjoy. Like I have been out with friends and I'm really not trying to exaggerate. Like it'll be like a birthday or some type of celebration. And we just go into like whatever club that I ain't never heard of that I just don't go to. That's likely super white. And it's like, okay, I want to support you. And I go and I just, it just be hard to have fun or like, Sometimes some folks call things a party and they don't even dance. I mean, I don't feel like you got to be a huge dancer to slay or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. find your groove or be talking to, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. And I never was really a huge part. Like, I knew I started partying early, like in high school, but just, yeah. I was never a party person. Yeah. And I still don't think I'm a party person. I just, like, I've become very picky about You're, the yeah. stuff I like to go to. And I yeah. have, I have tried some other parties that uh-huh. <laughs> and i'll just be like oh god like, it says something i think that even in chicago yeah you know what i'm saying it feels like there still are not a lot of options that feel like safe really queer and, and really queer. black yeah and safe right and yeah. like you feel respected in the space and like you feel um like people care mm-hmm. in the space and also like it's lit you know yeah, definitely you also support other like black women and femmes mm-hmm. like i wish that there were i feel more options no it's shade. so hard it is so hard <sighs> to really find that but like what are the pros and cons of party culture like what is party culture what do you find in at a queer at party? party honestly 
the reason why I think that I enjoy parties now and I didn't so much before is because that's how I met like so many people and so many yeah. of my friends that Definitely. are queer. Yeah. Like, it is very hard. Like I like college was such was so difficult for me. Really? Because I felt I felt so alone. Yeah. Oh my God. Like even amongst the black people, me being from Chicago, it's a I mean, from the way that I talk from so many like yeah it is very different especially like i was in ohio where it felt like all of them knew about each other's towns and knew all these background things and like i mean even amongst the black people it was very different and it felt very like insidery outsidery like you need to act different to be popular and here i am yeah from chicago i'm not trying to act like none of y'all i'm gonna be myself and i'm also gay and i'm also walking around here with my partner like i am a lot of things that make even them uncomfortable i have a question though mm -hmm. isn't there such a stigma when you say you're from chicago there's people be asking some dumbass questions and and, i mean it would hurt my feelings like when i first i was like wow people really talk that's why i really when people be talking about the midwest and people feeling left out and chicago's not the whole midwest you right but also, but, I don't have a lot of sympathy for y'all because yeah. y'all talk down when somebody is black and from Chicago first. So you, even though we know it's super segregated here and all that stuff, yeah, you assume from the south side, you assume you know their whole life. Like I literally have argued with this dude. He want to tell me about Chicago because he liked Chance. No, no, no. no. And then they'd be like, number one question: Is it safe there? Like, and my why you, don't you come and find out? Literally, and I'm like, <laughs> look. I mean, we need to get over them 2012 statistics. Like, I mean, it's freaking Come worse in Louisiana, now. but we shouldn't even be out here up. hierarching. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, too it's much. trash. And it's hoods everywhere. And that's also what I learned when I left. There are hoods everywhere. And if you're in the Midwest, they look the same. They look the same and they do the same stuff. It's yeah. Just, they shoot everywhere, y'all. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to let y'all know there are guns everywhere, not yeah. just Chicago. And people die from guns everywhere, not just right. Chicago. So when you meet someone from Chicago, do not ask them, damn, y'all got a lot of shootings out there, huh? It's shootings everywhere. Yeah. And this people- is Trump's. Right, 2020. Ask him why it's so many damn shoes. Exactly. Oh my god. That's and people um, care yeah. about their communities. Like they just, they seem you know care about nothing. They just listen yeah. to what they see on TV or the instead news of or like whatever, or what their president is saying about our community. When he, you don't know anything about Chicago. Oh my god, they just grind. It's so ears. it's yeah. so much nasty things. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like very. It was just so isolating. So like, and I would think something was wrong with me to be yeah. honest. Like, cause I could not, and I've never had an issue making friends. I mean, I never was super popular, but I never had such an issue, like, feeling like, damn, I don't even have people I can just, you know what I'm saying, hit up, or, like, or I can tell these people are judging me because of this. Like, it was just really hard, so I feel like when I came back to Chicago, I started meeting all these queer friends, and it just means a lot for me to have black queer friends and, like, I met so many of them at events and at parties. Yeah, it's definitely special. So that's, like, a pro, meeting people and, like... I think the cons can just be like if you're sober, if you're not drinking, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Like Definitely hard. queer spaces have historically been just bars and parties because <laughs> yeah. we haven't like had other places to just be. Yeah, there. Are, that's one of my things about queer culture is that like a lot of these spaces that you say you find solace and you meet friends and all of these things are. I mean, I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with drinking or partying, right. but when you find people at these events and like this is where you find your solace it's not necessarily healthy like the people there might be healthy like like 
meeting people is healthy, but having to drink and having the presence of drugs mm -hmm. and, you know, people who struggle with substance abuse and right. all this stuff, we know like it's a big thing in queer culture. And that's one of the cons of party culture is the fact that yes, going to parties, you do meet people, right. you do socialize, you do connect, you do make connections and friends, but also you're surrounded by all these negative, you know, things as well which can be a problem for some people who deal with substance abuse and stuff like mm -hmm. that which is why we need spaces outside of parties that we can feel that you know we are connecting with people who are like us and it doesn't necessarily have to be in an environment that promotes drinking and you know smoking and drugs and stuff like that yeah 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 and it's just yeah like you say it's just difficult because a lot of times stuff comes down to like who owns what yeah. place and what yeah. space and like it's just to be frank it's much easier for I feel the white gays yeah. to have spaces that are not necessarily have to have specifically like sober spaces yeah because we know who owns a lot yeah. of things yeah. and so it's like when well, you can't even just have the party you know what I'm saying how exactly. do you venture out but I still think folks are doing like a great job of like having sober events and just yeah not even just necessarily sober events, but just having events that are not parties. Yeah. That, that are, are for, for queer, people. queer people. Yeah. And like I say, it says a lot that we're in Chicago and that like it's still just like a search. Even though it's on pause right now. Like how yeah. do you how do you feel about I mean, there have been no parties. <laughs> there have been any parties. Like, how do you feel about that given COVID? Just no part like I don't know. Has it, have you felt like oh, something is missing? Yes, absolutely. Like, y'all, I'm about to tell y'all my whole relationship story. But no, <laughs> <laughs> um, Q and I have been feeling it because like, yes, we love each other and we spend a lot of time together, but we are missing socializing. Like yeah. we are missing our friends. And we had, to be honest, we had this conversation a month ago. We were like, what are we missing? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not that we were getting on each other's nerves, but it's kind of like, what are we missing? And I was kind of just telling her, like, I miss having friends. I miss mm -hmm. socializing. I miss going out and seeing our friends. Yeah. I miss being able to new meet new people. Because last year, we went to a lot of queer events, and we met so many people. And we felt like we were getting a friend group together. Yeah. And it's very hard, like, as a couple, like, as a queer couple. Like, we have other couple friends, but they're not queer. And we're at this place in our life that is very new to us. And it's very new to our situation and we want friends that look like us and are queer like us to kind of talk to because it's one thing to talk to like a heterosexual couple and like oh what are you guys how are you guys doing and you know mm -hmm. connect that way but it's also different to connect with another couple that looks like you y'all can talk to each other y'all can vent like oh you're in this stage in y'all relationship like it's a thing there it's very few and far in between that we meet yeah. like a queer couple that are in this stage of life that we mm -hmm. are in like we you know are moving in together we're thinking about starting a family mm -hmm. you know maybe getting married and all those things and it's it can get kind of like relationship lonely when it it's just y'all too isolating it yes, is isolating I've been there. yes it's yeah. very hard and you're like who do i who do i talk, talk to? to and even outside of queer stuff like i'm so grateful that we have our podcast and we talk every week right. because it's like outside of that like who can i talk to about this stuff mm -hmm. and it's very isolating it is i just miss I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss meeting friends and we were building such a great friend group and now it's just like, damn y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, we do to claim something? it? It's still building. It's yeah. just like 
and yeah, pause right it's now. On pause. How about you? <laughs> How's it going for you? Yeah, I'm definitely struggling. Shit. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm single and I'm living by myself. Yeah. And so just like, I mean, I'm just going to be frank. Like I was going through a hell of a breakup. Yeah. Last springish. And so, um, I felt like when I lost that, I gained a lot of friends. Yeah. And like you say, it was super isolating going through certain things with this person. And I just didn't have nobody to talk to yeah. about it. Um, yeah. till I almost, till I just went through some really heavy shit and had to mm-hmm. make a huge decision or whatever. And so like, it was like parties are where I kind of found my people, like mm-hmm. queer parties where I found mm-hmm. my people People who I just met, it wasn't like I was just always having this relationship, but if it just came up naturally, people, I think sometimes people are like, oh, I don't talk about myself because, you know, I don't want to make everything about me, stuff like that. I found so many people who, like, want to hear you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and where I would have thought that I would have been judged by, like, sharing certain things, I mm-hmm. wasn't. And so, like, I think that's why I, I'm struggling, girl. Like, I just, yeah. I miss parties. I mean, I miss being around people in general. And then also, like, getting out and, like, getting that off of your mind like having mm-hmm. new people to interact with instead of like you know being by yourself like it's one thing to like talk on a phone but right. it's one thing to be surrounded by people mm-hmm. and for you to have something to take your mind off like different interactions to take your mind off of it then you know it's just different it's just different. it's very different and yeah. i'm like the virtual thing i think when covid first happened everybody was jumping to adapt to virtual and i, I think we all got like burnt out I'm of trying to girl. like yeah it's just like have to take a pause let's just wait until it comes back and like and then it's like there's only so much you can do they're like there's mm-hmm. only so much you can do dancing in the house by yourself yeah yeah i think one thing i've been saying this honestly since <laughs> the beginning of like shut down would show you where my mind is at. I'm like, yo, when COVID is over, it's gonna be fun Ooh. and unfucking safe. We it's say that every time, like, and the, I'm like waiting for the revolution. I'm not driving. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm not driving, and I'm not driving on the weekends when it open back up. Mm-mm. People, we in Chicago, they already drive crazy. They do drive crazy. I'm like, I, 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 I'm, I'm Ubering it. I'm ride sharing it because it's gonna be wild. <laughs> People walk. gonna be out here. I'm gonna walk to the. I'm gonna walk to the function. Look, that that's really what that's really what my brain is thinking on. Yeah. But in my dream world, I just period want more like people of color, specifically black people, to own like event spaces yeah. and venues and have leadership in that department because that's what makes it easier to bring queer folks together oh, and yeah. not just party spaces like also just spaces for other events mm-hmm. it's just as honest whoever owns the things can have the things and it kind of goes back to we talked about boys town yeah changing their name whatever to try to make this effort you know but it's just like so late it's, it's just too like, late and we already know it as boys town i don't think anybody's gonna call it what was it called now can you remember north halstead i didn't pay calling it that <laughs> yeah and it's just like <laughs> And let's take it out, like spread it out, you know, like that's my dream. Just on the South side, on the West side in Chicago and even in just other Midwestern towns. Like I love that show. I can't think of it right now. Um, But it's when like, I wish I could think of it. I can't think of it. But like um, three drag queens go to these Midwestern towns and Uh they like dress people up in drag, whether they're queer or not. And they try to encourage having like the queer spaces 
in smaller Midwestern towns because people always come to bigger or not even Midwest or smaller towns in general they come to big cities Mm -hmm. to kind of find their community right and like I mean we grateful to be from Chicago because this is better like I think about my life in Columbus and I'm like this is a much even though it's it's struggles this is much much better oh my god we were just talking about that (laughs) just like how like yeah like it's shitty but can you imagine if we lived in like Maine or something like or oh like like Iowa like I just couldn't imagine like I just I don't know it's just I know there are people out there right. in those communities but I know they have a hard time finding people I know they have a difficult time connecting yeah. with people who are like them our heart goes out to y'all for real for, for real. real and I mean like kudos and hats off to people who are trying to do the work to like make them spaces make it happen. because Absolutely. like I do believe we should be able to be everywhere but I also get why folks move to like more queer spaces because it just yeah. really can change your life it's and like so your quality of life yeah yeah for sure, for sure. Ooh, yes so in the future is there anything you want to see for queer spaces i want to see more queer spaces that are natural what do you mean? Like outdoors kind of thing. Like more mm-hmm. like naturey. Naturey, definitely. Like uh, I want to maybe I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe I'll start like a black girl, black queer girl gardening group or something. Mm-hmm. Or like that's a cute. Group. That'd be really you cute. You should do that. Like that. I would really Look, cut be that into out. That. That's my <laughs> idea. How point I would be really into that. Just like a space where like. Like, just reconnecting with the world in our space. And Chicago is such a beautiful space. And we have and a I lot just, of green space. We do. That people don't really we know do. about or go to. And it's just like, yeah. I just want to connect my queer identity with my, you know, nature-esque identity. Mm. And just like, I want to see more queer things that are healthy and like moving. Like a hiking group or like a, mm-hmm. you know, I know... Um, there's a there's a biking group out there biking yeah like i don't know um yeah i'm blanking but like party noir does bike rides they, with, yeah um, or like some just like oh, something so where it's like active and outdoors and something like that so that would be really cool to see instead mm-hmm. of just like it being like a party thing which y'all know i love a good party but also like reconnecting with nature and all that kind of stuff that'd be really nice yeah I'm trying to think of the name of the biking. Oh, um, you know what else people... I want to see? What? You know what else I want to see? I also want to see queer families connecting. Like, black mamas, mm. like, two mamas, two daddies. Like, I want to see a group where queer families can be together mm-hmm. and connect and... Um, all those kinds of things that would be so awesome to just see families because we don't see that a whole lot Mm -hmm. in our community we don't see families we don't see it's really hard to see healthy family relationships um people who are trying to have kids people who want kids adopting whether you're doing you know the ivf or whether you're Mm -hmm. adopting or whether you know you had a kid before the relationship it would just be really interesting to see a group a collective of families like uplifting and supporting each other that'd yeah. be beautiful yeah the backtrack two wheel gods is a bike oh, organization that's, that's called Definitely. yeah i really blanked for a second but <laughs> i hella agree because it's so hard sometimes wanting to talk to 
feeling like, oh, you know, like these elders in my life have went through these things, but it wasn't gay. And like, yeah, it's <laughs> like different. what does I mean, because I have not been thinking about kids lately, but I want I mean, not to say I wanted kids at that time. Yeah. But, you know, like when you're in a relationship. I don't know if you like I never really care but when I really like a person if they want kids okay true oh my god yeah, like yeah <laughs> so you do want to see what that looks like like outside and I think television. even the teacher and me we just like to be mm. like I know they're out there y'all come out yeah show me show yourself show the beautiful self to the world but yeah, yeah that's what, a lot of wholesome activities yeah what about you well yeah I think it's like I say um black and brown folks owning spaces yeah so that these, these things can happen. Yeah. Um, because as much as people keep on, maybe it's cool now to say like, you know, black women to the front or like black femmes to the front and stuff. People don't actually do that. And we just know like when you own something, you have the right, you have, you get to just make the rules. You don't have to wait yeah. here to what nobody else got to say. And so. And you can be, you can set the tone for that community. For your space. Yes. You ain't got to listen to nobody else's rules, but the damn city. Yeah. And like, that's it. Yeah. So that's what, that's what. I would really like to see. Let us know what is it like partying and where you're from. Like, if you're in Chicago, if you agree, disagree, if you think we should have mentioned something, let us know. And if you're from, like, you know, a town, a non-Chicago place or, like, a smaller town, let us know what it's like and, like, you know, if you're building that community there, like, what that looks like. Because I think our listeners would be interested in that. I would be interested in that. Definitely. Email us at femcastpodcast at gmail. Or like Instagram us or whatever. Oh yeah. So we're about to do some fake moment of the week. Kia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess my gay moment of the week. Y'all know we've been quarantining and y'all know Disney Plus came out with Hamilton. I know they came out within July. I know y'all watched it. I watched it about eight or nine times because I'm obsessed with Hamilton. But I did not know. This is I'm such a history buff. But apparently um, historians might believe that uh, Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, the actual historical f- figure, not Lin-Manuel, um, he might have actually been part of the LGBTQ community. Mm. So uh, I guess if you don't know, um, Alexander Hamilton and John Lawrence, uh, he's another historical figure. They were uh, best friends during their time that they were alive and they wrote a lot of letters to each other. And apparently them letters was a little spicy they was a little spicy and mm. they might i don't know they haven't really concluded that alexander hamilton was they'll bi. never they'll never because he's a founding father but they were like you y'all know these little letters are spicy what should mm. we what should we do about it and you mm. know they was like well let's just leave it up to the people so yeah <laughs> alexander hamilton he might be by that's my that's career moment of the week y'all nice knowledge alexander hamilton I I, uh, I think I told you I fell asleep on the like live. I just can't believe it. You gotta watch. I it. have not went back. I fell asleep on it three times, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I love the soundtrack though. I like it's the way it sounds good. on the soundtrack. The song sounds on the soundtrack yeah. with like yeah. Ja Rule and Ashanti and them. Oh, you like More the uh, like. the remix version with the celebrities? With the celebrities, yeah. I bet you. Like I love all them more than I like the way it sounded on the actual thing. Oh, what? I actually like the the original better. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's because I'm a, I'm a, I, I like musicals, but there's, there's I'm no very picky about my musicals, musicals, but Hamilton, I can listen to it all day, every day. Well, you will love my gay moment of the week, because it's a musical. Oh, It's a nice. musical television show. 
So if y'all watch High School Musical, you saw Kenny Ortega's name on the screen for all four or five of them, even though we know we only count one through two or three, maybe. High School Musical. There's this show on Netflix called, I think it's Julie and the Phantoms. Uh Uh-huh. And it's, I believe, created and produced by Kenny Ortega. And it's about this girl whose mom passes away. And um, the girl is a singer. Her mom was also a singer. And basically, like, this band who died, she lives in California. I think she lives in L.A. Uh-huh. Who died in L.A. and wanted to play at this, I believe, fictional theater called the Orpheum. Uh-huh. They died, like, eating some bad food, like, the night of this show they were supposed to perform. And they come back to life. People can hear them when they play music, but they come back to life years later. Uh-huh. And they basically help this girl get back on track to, like, play music again. It's, like, really, like, fluff and heartwarming. Yeah. And, like, it's a musical, like I say. And there's, like, one of the band members is gay. And he ended up liking this other uh, ghost. And <laughs> they ghost, but they look like real people. Yeah. Well, they are real, te- like, in form. And, like, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, this is Kenny Ortega. He's queer. Um, what, you know, I saw it and I, before I knew it was Kenny Ortega, but like writing, I could tell the way it was written, the music don't sound the same, but sometimes you can see people's style in their film. And I could, I was like, yeah. this is giving me high school musical. <laughs> yeah. And then when I saw Kenny Ortega, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And so I was just thinking like, wow, like our generation, it would have been dope to have like an explicitly queer character in high school musical. Okay. But we knew, we all knew Ryan. Yes. Was a little. And didn't him and, uh, what's the black guy's name? It was Corbin Blue's character. Didn't they have a little song? If it was a, I don't remember that, but like, I don't think it it's, was. It was, I don't dance. I know you can't. Yeah. Him and but it wasn't explicitly romantic. Ooh, they was a little. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I don't, but like, I'm like, this show is like, oh, I have a crush on him. Oh, I'm like gay. Super explicit. I mean, he sang it. They just live in yeah. it. Like, it's not like a, Oh, they a little oh, feminine. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. they a little yeah. this. Like, yeah. And I was just like, the kids get to just see yeah. a gay character, just yeah. have a crush. And it's like so wholesome. And like, oh <laughs> so that's my game of the week. I think that like, this is a stressful time. And I have been watching fluff TV, like Girl, I said. So watch you know these what? little happy-go-lucky these, these shows. These new kids shows are so progressive. Because I don't know if y'all watch um, uh, Adventure Time. You know, oh, your yeah. time I mean, with yeah. uh, Bubble, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. Yeah. At the end of the the entire show, the season finale, they kiss. And yeah. we all knew, like, it was kind of like a thing that everybody knew. And it was mm-hmm. always, like, fan fiction about Marceline and Bubblegum being together. Right. And uh, the creator, Pendleton Ward, he kind of, like, hinted at it. Mm-hmm. But he never really was like, oh, they're in a relationship. But at the end, at the complete end of the season finale of the entire show princess bubblegum and marceline kiss mm-hmm. and it was on cartoon network and they let them do that and i was like that is just so good <laughs> but too i think they progressed yeah. into like this did. time period because yeah. adventure time started so long ago yeah and like even steven universe that is a gay, that ass, is a gay show. ass show i mean but it's confirmed like the creator yes. she's by like i mean and they say it and i mean oh, her funny. mom and what's her face had a whole romantic thing and oh like my oh my gosh. god like Steven Universe would have me cry. I'm sad that show was over that show yeah, had me crying yeah. but like yeah I'm so here for like kids the kids shows, like being so progressive I love it, it. make it I'm easier for, for it. them yes. cause I'm like yeah you right you said cartoon I was you said car- those were cartoon network yeah um Julie and the Phantoms is on Netflix it's and on there's Netflix. a lot of freedom oh, okay. on Netflix yeah 
it's not in the kids section because it's not really for it's for like young teens young adults yeah young yeah. Teen, yeah and so i'll just be thinking like is i don't think this is happening on disney channel I feel like they're gonna be like the last Disney ones Channel to will adapt. Be the absolute <laughs> last. They will push them same little stereotypes because in almost every single Disney Channel show, there's always a character who's like sus, but they never actually say it. Or there's always something. Mm-hmm. But we know Disney is gonna be the last. Yeah. Yeah. That's irritating because I feel like they got the biggest reach. Like, I feel like it's they Disney, do. then it's Nick. Cartoon Network is like Death Third. They're so progressive. Cartoon Network gets progressive now. They, they, yeah. they working it out. Look, yeah. the kids on Nickelodeon, they voted Joe Biden and Kamala. Did, did you see that? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Nickelodeon did this thing uh-huh. where they let the, they had a thing on their website where they let the kids vote. Mm-hmm. So the kids got to vote for the president. It was mm-hmm. Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And the oh, kids, on election day, the kids voted LOL. for fucking Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I, it's, kids the kids are, so are the future. Kids are the future. The kids are the future. They give me hope, y'all. Yeah. This is why I do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, well thank y'all for tuning in to episode nine. Yes, you guys are the best. We have one more episode left of our season. Yeah. And we wanna know, let us know in the comments which episode was your favorite. Yeah, or any suggestions you want to hear next yeah. season. Because we're gonna take the rest of the year off and yes. be back early next year. So catch up. Um And shout out to y'all who've been listening. Y'all are the best. Yeah. All right. Leave a review, please.